Golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got big NASA going before the drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on ESPN 1080, the team. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B, Rich Bianco, of fame and fortune and Hunter's Creek. Hey, Holly, where you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I went and played a little golf, Rich B. That's pretty good. You, you know what? You gave me a little vacation. You know what? We got to toughen up our act here. Tuck and O'Neill are just beating each other up like on a regular basis. We got to get a little more of that interaction. You want some mano a mano? I thought that we made a, a resolution this year. I thought we've been doing pretty good. Pretty nice, mean being playing yes, nice. being nice to each other. I don't know. Tuck and, nice. Tuck and O'Neill are taking it to a new level. These two. Well, you know they're uh, making making them work overtime. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to spell them. And, we got to uh, break them every now and then. You know, we have to we have to break it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I played a bunch of golf, Rich B, and uh, you know, getting the game back in shape. Played out at Deer Island. Be- gosh, the conditions are beautiful out there. You know, my neck of the woods, out in lovely Mount Dora. Uh, red tail in great shape. Uh, lots of great golf out in my neck of the woods. And what's happening in Rohnders Creek? I think it's that time of year where everybody's golf course is in great shape. I'll tell you, the uh, fair or the roughs, you got to uh, keep an eye on your ball. The roughs are getting deep and. You know they gotta they they have to keep on top of that mowing them because the grass, as you know, if you're cutting your grass at all, is growing like mad because we're getting these rainstorms, and I'm over the rain. Well, it's good for it's good for the courses, and they're in great is, shape. Yeah. And, and Harness Creek's in awesome shape. The comeback course of Southwest Orlando. All right. I'm designating it the comeback course of Southwest Orlando because that, I think we're the only one down there besides. Uh, the Marriott course over there. All Marriott. right. Well, you know what it what is in front of us this week and weekend. It's the Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club in beautiful hot Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. And boy, it has been exciting, Rich B. These playoffs, of course, the boys were off last week after uh, three back-to-back events, and uh, Rory probably enjoyed that after having his two back-to-back wins. But um, this is uh, this is. The, the fun stuff, the playoffs, uh, the FedEx Cup, it's all on the line this weekend. And we're going to go straight to our man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, to break it all down because uh, you need whiteboards, you need computers, <laughs> you need statistics. And we know that Bob can break it all down for us. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, great. So uh, give us the scoop. A bunch of press conferences today. Rory, Tiger, what's happening uh, at East Lake? Yeah, well, they're just getting set for the, you know, for the last big event uh, uh, of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And obviously, as you mentioned, there's a lot of permutations and calculations that could go on. Uh, but if Rory wins the tournament or Tiger wins the tournament or Phil 
or Nick Watney or Brant Snedeker. It's real simple. They win the tournament. They win the FedEx Cup. Uh, anybody in the top five has that going for them going in. Other things that could happen make it a little bit more complicated. Uh, but it's, uh, I guess it's probably best to not get into that. I, I, I tried to write about it today. It's, um, you know, it's probably the drawback to the system is that, is that there are, there's this, this chance that you could have somebody win the FedEx Cup who maybe never even won a tournament this year. There's all kinds of mathematical possibilities that they kind of want that. They want anybody who gets here to have the opportunity to win the FedEx Cup, but in some ways it's confusing. Um, might just be better if they have whoever wins the tournament wins the FedEx Cup. Uh, but uh, in any case, I think, you know, big picture, we're looking at another really good tournament. It's been a bunch of good tournaments here uh, during these playoffs, tournaments that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And, and you know, from, that, from the tour standpoint, I think that's the thing to take away from this. Good not, golfers still playing golf this time of year. Yeah, not only that, but just, you know, fantastic venues. Of course, the Barclays was at Beth Page, the Deutsche Bank in Boston, TPC, and then uh, the BMW Championship at Crooked Stick. So we also got the chance to see, you know, many venues that are major championship venues. Yeah, exactly. The New York, uh, you know, and the BMW, they, they move around now, and, uh, um, I think that's good. I, I, you know, frankly, I wish to move them all around. Uh, I think it would, I think it, it gives the, the event a boost. It, you know, the, the people in Indianapolis, they treated it like a major. They, you know, and, and it hasn't been that way in Chicago necessarily. September's not a great time of year for them, uh, for their tour event. They're used to the, the old Western Open being played in July and, you, know, you got the NFL starting and, and all that, and obviously it's going to be a big deal for the Ryder Cup next week. But you know, Indianapolis doesn't have a tour event, and the people there really, really loved it. And you saw at Beth Page how popular that was. So from that standpoint, and when you look at the fields and the leaderboards that we've had, I mean, it's a, it's a home run. I, you know, I, I'm what I'm doing when I when I I'm nitpicking it. You know, the the, the point system I think is has flaws, but. The tournaments themselves have been terrific, and I think that's the overall thing to take away from it. Um, certainly has been, and um, obviously uh, lots of excitement with Rory winning back-to-back and, um, you know, Tiger seeming to, uh, you know, really be getting, you know, back on track as we're coming into the Ryder Cup next week. I think these playoffs have really added to uh, the excitement coming into the Ryder Cup every couple years. Well, if nothing else, it's kept these guys sharp. Um, you know, they're playing tournaments at a high level. You know, all 12 members of the U.S. team are here. And, you know, you can make the argument that you have to worry about burnout, but they did have last week off. Um, this is not a high-stress event, uh, really, for everyone. I mean, the guys who are in contention, it will be, but it's two some 30 players, no tee time before 1130. It's um, in that regard. It's a really, really nice tournament for them, and then they've got until a week from Friday until the Ryder Cup begins. I mean, it's you know, it's obviously that's a high stress event with a lot of golf to be played in a short period of time. But you know, early in the Ryder Cup week, they can try to catch their breath, and uh, I think it's been good for the U.S. You know, really going back to the start of the FedEx Cup in '07. You know, the the U.S. won the 
the President's Cup that year. The next year, they won the Ryder Cup. The next year, they won the President's Cup. They lost by one point at the Ryder Cup in 2010. They won last year's President's Cup, which, of course, is played later. And now this year, again, the, you know, the, the Ryder Cup the week after. It's been good for the U.S. to have this golf. Tiger and Phil uh, shut it down after the PGA Championship uh, before the FedEx Cup began in 07. And, you know, coincidence or not, in 07, excuse me, in 06 and 04, the U.S. suffered its worst defeat ever in the Ryder Cup. They got beaten both of those by huge margins, and that was before the FedEx Cup, and these guys weren't playing that much. So, um, you know, I, I think I don't think it's a coincidence that that the level of play has gotten better in these team events for the U.S., mainly because the guys are playing. Totally agree with you on that, Bob. You know, to keep your uh, intensity level up, you can't shut it down at the end of the PGA event and then come back like a month later and expect to be on top of your game, which they are on top of their game, you know, at, at a very high level right now. You know, and uh, they did lose it uh, in Europe, uh, you know, uh, two years ago. They're going to get a little revenge this time around, I think. And, uh, and what, what, how do you think it's shaping up for USA? Well, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be tight. I mean, it usually is. Uh, uh, it's you know, for all the talk, you know, I just talked about twelve guys here, which is really impressive, actually. If think about it, all twelve Ryder Cup guys are here in, in a thirty-player field, and three who could have been, Mahan, Fowler, and Bo Van Pelt are in the field as well. I mean, so it kind of speaks to the U.S. depth. The European team has five guys here. Only seven of their players would have been eligible. Graham McDowell and Ian Poulter didn't make it. But, you know, they've all been playing well. I mean, Lee Westwood was up there last week. Rory won the tournament. He's won, you know, three of the last four times he's played. Uh, Paul Laurie won in Europe a few weeks back. Sergio won in Greensboro. Um, you know, uh, they always seem to find a way to, to play well. So... I think it's going to be. I think it's very hard to predict. I mean, you know, uh, it's 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 that type of event. It's 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 that type of a tournament where, you know, form going in doesn't necessarily matter. Um, you know, you know, we all know how match play is. You can play great and lose. You can play average and win. Uh, so much of it is about your partner. Those first those first two days. Um, the weather, everything. So, I mean, that's what makes it great. It's what makes it so so unique and so fun to follow. Yeah, and it's crazy because there's, uh, what is there, like uh, 12, 12 tee times or whatever. Very small fields and very compact uh, galleries. Wow. And they're following. The, they're like a, a herd, man. Once they get the, you know from one hole to another, they, they're in a hurry to get to that green. And uh, it's fun to watch. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a challenge to uh, follow these and, groups going around the golf course. And the pressure course. that they feel playing for their team and, you know, for the rest of their fellow players. Yeah, there's no, you know, they, for almost to a man, they all talk about how nervous they are or were during their first Ryder Cup or in any Ryder Cup. But, you know, it's, it, it, a lot of times they're asked, how does it compare to a major? The, 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 the best answer I've heard of that is in a major, to get in contention on Sunday, you're playing well. You've been, you've built up to that point. You've got the confidence of, 
haven't gotten through 54 holes or 63 holes to where your game puts you in that position. Well, in the Ryder Cup, you feel that same intensity, that first tee shot on Friday morning, except you haven't played. You know, you've been practicing, but you, you have not played yourself into into the, the, the realm of a, of a guy who's competing to win a major, and yet you have that same pressure from the very first tee shot. Uh, it's a unique kind of a deal. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it also the fact that there's that the cheering is boisterous and 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 it's it's for and against unlike in any other golf tournament. I mean you just don't you're not used to hearing your miss putts cheer. <laughs> right. Uh, like happens at uh it's not not so much booing, but it's cheering. You know, when a when a European guy misses a putt next week and a US hole wins a hole, they're gonna cheer. And usually it's grown. So it's um it's a, uh, it's just, you know, obviously it's just so unique, so different, and I think that's what makes it so special as well. Well, a lot of talk about, of course, um, the uh, the building rivalry of Rory and Tiger. Uh, Greg Norman making some waves, uh, saying that he thought Tiger was intimidated by Rory. Bob, your comments on that. And also, they'll be playing together tomorrow, and it's going to be interesting next week when they're playing against each other. You think they're going to go head-to-head in the singles matches? Well, first of all, on Norman, um, obviously, his words carry great weight because he's such a you know, he, he's such an icon, and he accomplished so much and 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 did so much. But um, and he's you know, the shark. I, I re- Come on, he's the shark. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. But I, I really think he's off base on this one. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess it's you know, in, what what does the word mean? I mean, do we have to dissect what intimidation means? Does he get into his head? Does Tiger know that maybe he has to perform at a different level right now? You know, maybe. But, but I don't think it's like he fears him. I mean, the, the last two tournaments, Tiger was 35 under par. Roy was 40. You know, he just lost the better golf. It's not like he got killed or waxed or, you know, um, you know, Tiger, uh, uh, you know, the first times they played together in Abu Dhabi earlier this year, Tiger played with Roy the first three rounds and, and was ahead of him through 54 holes. He ended up finishing one shot behind him in third place. You know, Rory was playing great golf at that time. He was on an unbelievable stretch that helped him get to number one. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that's a little off base. It's hard to believe Tiger being intimidated by anyone. Yeah, especially with a resume uh, with 70-plus tournaments and 14 major championships. I don't think you're going to be too intimidated. You know, he knows that he's... That he's um, you know, that he's got a tough task to beat him. I think, if anything, it's a motivator for Tiger. It's a, I, you know, I wrote, try to write about this during the BMW. I think it's a really good thing for him to have Rory come along right now like this. Um, not, not, not that he's not got other things to play for, but I think it might just give him that extra little bit of, of motivation or, you know, hey, I, I need to keep pushing on the gas because... Yeah, and Tiger you know, doesn't like as, feeling like he's 35. Come on, let's face it. Well, and it's... Obviously, you know, he's having a hard enough time winning majors uh, at this point in his career. You know, let's, let's face it, that, you know, Rory was not in the mix in any of the majors this year until the PGA. So Rory wasn't in Tiger's way there. Tiger was the one in contention at the other two. And, and Tiger, you know, 
he, he beat himself. Now, if he's got this guy up there who's, who's going to be looked at as the one to beat all the time, that's just another uh, impediment to him getting to his goal. So you know, I think it's, in a way, it's good for him that, to, have, to have not only you know, his own personal goals to achieve, but a, a pretty stout competitor to try and, uh, to tr- you know, to try and overcome. Well, before we let you go, Bob, we appreciate your time up there at East Lake, and with only thirty players in the field as deep as the tour has been this year, I mean, you could probably bet just about on anybody, and uh, you'd have a chance of maybe doubling your money. But who are you? Who are you doubling down on for uh, the trophy on Sunday? I, I kind of like Phil um, because uh, he's he's sort of put it together here the last two weeks consecutive top four finishes can win the FedEx Cup if he wins the tournament seems really excited about this new claw putting thing that he's doing finally seems to have found something with his golf swing uh, Just and, and, and he's played well here, he's won twice here uh, and with a 30 player field it increases your odds you know, he, he just doesn't have that many guys to beat and certainly Rory and Tiger I think are going to be up there and you know, you've got um, Snedeker and Watney also can, can win the FedEx Cup with a win here. Or, you know, there's lots of good players in the tournament, obviously. But uh, I just kind of like Phil. I think uh, it sets up nicely for him to get it done this week. And yeah, he's right. been on a bit of a roll. I do like that pick. That's an awesome pick, Bob. And I think uh, uh, you know, Phil's trying to finish out the year here uh, on a good note. Well, and also he's been one who wants to be playing well going into next week. And, you know... Uh, uh, I, I, I just think there's a lot going for him. Now, I think there's a lot going for, for Phil and, or excuse me, for Tiger and Rory as well. Um, you know, and I think that, that, that would put to an end all the, all the, any controversy. If those guys are all up there on Sunday, we're not going to be too worried about all the points permutations. You know, we're going to be looking at who wins this tournament. All right. And, uh, you may be winning a big check for the most picks. Of your career this year, Bob Herrick. So we're going to be checking in on that. You may be getting the Golf Insider uh, uh, Championship Cup check here next week. I'll be looking forward to that. Thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Bob Herrick, one of the best in the business. Check him out, ESPN.com, and uh, Quiet Please, and on the air uh, every every week. We appreciate it. Bob Herrick, ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blue. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B. And, um, Rich, you know, we love promoting charity golf. And you do a lot of it, uh, Holly. You do a lot of charity work and a lot of promotional, uh, you know, A lot of free. tournaments you know, it's, it's around really nice. Orlando. It's a, and that's it's what, a big deal. That's what we love about golf, how it gives back and gives back. And um, we got another great tournament coming up next Saturday, September 29th. Uh, McLean Food Services, which is going to benefit one of our favorite, favorite 
charities, the Children's Miracle Network, of course, uh, which the Disney tournament benefits as well. Yeah, they do a lot of, uh, as well. a lot of work here in Orlando, Central Florida, as and a matter of fact. And we are going to check in with Marty Perlmutter from Leaderboard Tournament Services uh, to talk about this event, how people can come out and play and support it. It's the 10th annual. And Marty, welcome to the show. Hi, Holly. Hi. Thank you very much for having me on. Great to have you on. Now, you are uh, based in Miami, but you run over 300 events around the state of Florida. That is uh, quite a big operation you have. I'm sorry, Holly. I didn't hear that. I said that's quite a big operation you have. You run over 300 events in Florida, Marty. Well, we've done 300 uh, since we started the business in 2005. Our specialty is the, uh, the charity golf industry. Uh, we've seen so many things that, um, you know, our goal is always to try to improve the event. Uh, it, a lot of them are very much like a cookie cutter, but uh, I think what we have coming up at the, uh, the the Children's Miracle Network event is going to be very unusual. Uh, we've got a couple of good, good ideas uh, that we're going to uh, institute and make some more fun for the players. I think that's the, that's the key to the whole thing. So this is going to be out at Falcon's Fire. It's Saturday the 29th. Saturday, September 29th, and it's a shotgun start. Tell our listeners how they can uh, play and participate. Well, uh, there's a, uh, the, the, the website's called the McLean uh, Charity Golf Tournament.net, and uh, they can go right on there and register. The brochures there, and um, it, or they can just show up at uh, the tea time is at 8.30. Registration starts at 7 at Falcons Fire. It's a terrific layout if you've never played it before. Fabulous and, layout. Um, and it's just going to be uh, one of the fun things we've got coming up is a um, we came up with a, a golf ball launcher, which uh, we used um, last Friday at Mission Inn up in Howie in the Hills. And the winning drive, or the winning launch, I should say, was 343 yards. Uh, the guy actually put it on the green about 20 feet from the pin. So this is another way. You know, all the tournaments are hurting so badly in the sense that title sponsors are, are, are not there. And if they are, they're coming in at five or $6,000 less than what they were a couple of years ago. And in the whole industry around the state, uh, the number of players are down. Uh, all of, obviously, the dollars are down as well. So this, this game allows people to actually fire an air-powered launcher. And at the event that we had Friday, people were lined up to play it. It's really a lot of fun. So you took a par four? Is that it? Yeah, and we took a par four. It was the number nine admission in. Uh, and it was about 300, I think, the that day was measured at about 340, and the guy put it on the very front of the green, 343 yards, I think we measured that. So we converted a par four into a closest-to-the-pin competition. I love that. That's one of the yeah. most unique ideas I've was ever it heard. like a potato gun or whatever? Well, uh, if you've air... been to the Orlando Magic and all the basketball oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. around the country, they fire these T-shirts <laughs> into the upper deck, and that's the same thing. We, we've actually refined that. Uh, and you air, you put, you put about 95 or 100 pounds of pressure in the, uh, the launcher. And, uh, you line it up. You want to put it at about a 45 degree angle. And, uh, it goes poof. And there it goes. So you, you actually lose sight of the ball. It goes about 200 feet in the air. And it's so much fun. People are going, whoa, who'd you see that? It's really cool. It's kind of what happens a lot of times when I'm playing golf with Rich B in a scramble. He gets up to his tee shot, it goes poof, <laughs> and yeah. there we go. <laughs> yeah, my, my golf, my golf tees go poof, flop, 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 something like that. Oh, you don't want to be in front of that far. thing when it goes off, that's for sure. Well, it's a, the amazing thing is that uh, when we first started using it, um, and I started introducing it to the different tournaments, 
the people's eyes, when they see it, go wide as saucers. Because everyone has the same closest to the pin, long drive competition, um, beat the pro, beat the broadcaster. It's all pretty much the same. But when they saw the launcher, it changed everything. The launcher. I love it. I love it. So this is the 10th annual, and um, you got all kinds of, I imagine, uh, great prizes, and uh, you said a, a couple other skills challenges going on. And, uh, again, what is the uh, – what's, what's, what's the, the cost? The cost? $150 um, for a player, and it's 600 for the, uh, the foursome. And they can come out and, and... The skills challenge, by the way, which you mentioned, uh, Holly, is that we're going to have a long drive competition. And, and if you're an average golfer like, like most people are, you're only going to hit it about 180 yards max. And the winning drive is usually two things. The guy can hit a 340 or the last guy playing the hole who puts <laughs> his name on the bottom of the sign. Not that you know there's any cheating in golf, but that's usually what happens at some events. So now we have a long drive competition, a closest to the pin, a sand shot, and a putting competition. So if, let's say in the long drive, we're going to have the people at Falcons Fire draw a grid on the course, just like you would when you're watching the uh, long drive competition from Las Vegas. And if your ball lands on the fairway, uh, let's say 150 to 175, you get, let's say, one point. And the longer you hit it, the more points you get. Every player will have their own score sheet. So... They'll go to the volunteers and say, okay, how many points do I get if I make the putt and things like that? And then what we're trying to do is get more people to go home with a prize winning, not just I won a raffle, but I won something because of my ability to play golf. And that will bring more people back the following year. Well, that sounds like fun. people go to the tournament, they just, they just go home and, you know, great, I, I, you know, I gave $150 to the Children's Miracle Network. I did a good thing for today. But the guy that, go home, the guy that goes home and tells his wife, Hey, look at this. I, I won this because I got lucky in the sand shot, you know, something like that. And he's going to think of the tournament again for next year because it was something different. All right. Well, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, Marty. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. I'm sure they can call Falcons Fire as well. That's Saturday, September 29th, 830 Shotgun. And, um, hey, for any of you running tournaments out there, it's not as easy as it looks. And if you need some help, uh, give uh, Marty a, a shout-out. You want to say your website, Marty, to our listeners? Sure. It's uh, www.leaderboardmiami.com. Very simple. All right. We appreciate it, Marty Perlmutter. Holly, thank you. Good luck with your tournament. Thanks for spending some time with us. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We will be right back with Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments. None of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. And we're just having a party here. Rich B and Holly G in the house. Yeah, at the Igloo on Cimarron Boulevard. Nice. A little chilly? It's a little chilly, but it's not chilly up in East Lake Golf Club in Hotlanta, Georgia. And we're going to go to our man Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel live. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you? We are doing great. Um... So tell us uh, what's happened. A lot of great press conferences up there. Um, how's it shaping up? How's the golf course? And what's the weather looking like? Well, the good thing is is that the rain's gone. It came down real hard yesterday. 
and uh, I think it probably sent home everybody from from a practice round. Most of these guys, you know, have been in a tour championship once or twice. East Lake's a pretty straightforward golf course; not that much you have to learn. So they decided to you know take another day easy and and just get into one day of practice today. But we have great weather the rest of the way. Zero percent chance of rain is what was on the dailies when I went to the five day forecast this morning, and I hope it hasn't changed. Well, great history behind East Lake. Uh, if you want to fill our listeners in, of course, this was just a dilapidated, uh, horrible part of Atlanta, which um, you know was completely turned around, and now is just a, a vibrant area and an amazing golf course. Uh, how who is it going to favor? And uh, just share a little bit about the history. Well, the, the, the history of of East Lake is, is really kind of the you know part of the. The history of, of early American golf, because this is where Bobby Jones learned the game from a Scotsman who was the resident club pro uh, back in, in the early 1900s, Stuart Maiden. And uh, Bobby Jones used to, used to just kind of run, run along and, and, and watch as, as Stuart Maiden helped, uh, uh, you know, helped the, the, the tour members or the, the, the club members with their swings, and he was a very, very good imitator. So that when the time came for young Bobby to actually start learning the game himself, he was a natural. And uh, East Lake was uh, the original home of the Atlanta Athletic Club, and I know that causes a little bit of confusion because last year we played the PGA Championship at the Atlanta Athletic Club, but that was way up in the north part of town, up in Johns Creek. Uh, they the, the membership of AAC actually voted back in the uh, '70s, I believe it was. To uh, to leave East Lake and, and go take their club up to the suburbs up uh, uh, in the wealthier northern part of Atlanta, and they built a new club, and that's now Atlanta Athletic Club. The old club is now East Lake Golf Club. It you know it's got all the history. You walk in the clubhouse, it's got you know all sorts of uh, photos of Bobby Jones and, and, and things like that. But it it needed to be saved about five now more than five years ago, about ten years ago, uh, because uh, as Cities, cities tend to happen. Uh, you know, the the residents move out; they go to the suburbs. Other residents move in, and this this was a very high crime area in Atlanta for a long, long time. And it, it took the work of a lot of city leaders to acquire East Lake, uh, spend a lot of money to put it back into uh, uh, back into the condition that everybody wanted it to uh and and certainly the tour championship and the pga tour coming in and hosting their season finale here and it's been here 10 years or thereabouts that has only helped raise the profile of the club and brought some much needed funds for operating the club yeah it's a great great story and um one of the things that uh, is great about about golf uh, as we look at the golf course who do you think the the setup favors um as we look down this list of of 30 players it's a pretty uh going to be in a pretty exciting week and weekend uh you know is who's the hungriest is it somebody like luke donald to win this thing well you see that that's interesting that's the first guy that comes to mind i think that uh, uh unlike the first three venues that we've had uh, in, in the FedEx Cup Series this year, those were all long bomber venues, Beth Page Black, TPC Boston, and Crooked Stick. And, uh, and now that uh, we've come to East Lake, it's, a, it, it's not as long a golf course. It, 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 
uh, certainly doesn't measure those same distances that you get from, uh, uh, you know, uh, Crooked Sticker or Beth Page, uh, you know, and, and those have kind of been uh, known as bombers courses since they started. But we we have a, a more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I guess the, the easiest word is fair, equitable uh, golf course in which the shorter hitter will be able to be in play. I mean, Bill Haas is not that long a hitter, and he won not only the Tour Championship last year, but the big enchilada with the big paycheck inside it. And so, and Luke Donald has been uh, second uh, two years ago to Jim Furyk. He was third last year uh, and, and missed the playoff by a shot and uh, could very easily have won the FedEx Cup with you know, simply a one-stroke better finish <laughs> each time. So maybe he's due. Well, I think um, I think he would be somebody that would really like to have uh, that win before this year is out. Uh, who else, uh, as we look at the uh, the top FedEx contenders, of course, the top five being Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Nick Watney, Phil Mickelson, and Brant Snedeker. They, of course, would be the ones that would be able to walk away from the FedEx Cup. But I know you had a great story in the Sentinel about, as we've talked about a few times, the Sentinel. All the permutations and the mass confusion that can go on on Sunday with this uh, as it as it comes down to the wire. So uh, tell us what what you think and how it's going to shape up. Well, you really on Sunday when when all of the all of the potential chances start coming into play, you really do kind of need uh, you know algorithms and 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 supercomputers and and whatever to keep track of everything. Uh, but uh, I, I, you know, the, the easiest thing is that if McElroy, Woods, Watney, Mickelson, or Snedeker win this tournament, then uh, uh, they'll take the FedEx Cup along with it. And, and honestly, there, you know, the three names, the, the three names that are being thrown around most around here uh, are in that group. And so I, I think it's going to be very difficult for somebody to come from off the pace, even if it's number six Louis Westheisen or number seven Dustin Johnson, because Tiger Woods. The last four times he's been to East Lake, he's not finished any worse than second. And the last two times he was here, he won the FedEx Cup. So uh, he's, I, I think that, that uh, you, you certainly can't overlook him. Phil Mickelson has won twice in, in the Tour Championship. Uh, last, time, uh, he, he, uh, last time Tiger Woods won the FedEx Cup, Phil Mickelson won the Tour Championship. And, and uh, Mickelson had, had that great quote. Let me get this straight. Uh, I shoot the lowest score, and he collects the biggest check. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Um, switch, switching gears. Uh, was, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and you know, it, McElroy has obviously been the hottest golfer on the planet in the last six weeks, eight weeks, ever since Bridgestone. And so I, I really think, uh, you know, unless it's a, a Luke Donald or, or maybe a Jim Furyk who, hasn't, who also has a very good record at Eastlake, uh, I, I think it really revolves around those three guys. Well, and again, Rory and Tiger being the feature pairing uh, tomorrow, that's going to be really exciting. And as we've talked about, then uh, turning around next week and heading to Medina for the Ryder Cup, uh, where they will be uh, on opposite uh, opposite teams. And do you think uh, maybe the captain's picks will be will be pairing them up in the in the final matches on Sunday? Well, both guys said they would love to have it happen. But uh, there, there certainly have to be certain messages delivered uh, to, to the two captains. Even if the two captains want to put it together, they've, they, they've got to somehow come to uh, 
uh, get all the communication straightened out so that both of them go in the same slot in the pecking order. Remember that, uh, unlike the President's Cup, where one captain puts a name out and the other captain gets to throw out his desired opponent against that guy, uh, it's all blind at the Ryder Cup. So, uh, you know, just to pull a number out of the air, you know, uh, Davis Love has to put Woods in the number 10 slot, so to speak, and then make sure that Jose Maria Olafable also puts McElroy in the 10th slot. Like I say, both would love to do it. McElroy also says, you know what, the biggest and most important thing is that Europe wins this cup, and, and I just need to win as many points for Europe as I can. Well, it's going to be just a great week and weekend. Uh, before we let you go, Jeff, uh, we should um, make note that the LPGA's uh, British Open was this past weekend. Quite a challenge for the women over there. Weather, cancel, uh, cancel one day of play. Uh, G.A. Shin wins it at minus nine. The next closest was Inby Park at even. But we do want to give a shout out to our very own Paula Creamer who uh, was the best American third place at plus one after just losing the playoff the week before. And your comments on that? Well, I, I think we're starting to see Paula's game finally come together again uh, after dealing with the hand injury and the surgery that, that she had to undergo. Yeah, she won the U.S. Women's Open, what was it, a half dozen starts or so after coming back. But I think we really have to consider that that was – an anomaly, and, and she played great on a brutal golf course at Oakmont, but uh, in the day-in, day-out rhythms of the LPGA, uh, she needed some time to, to get her confidence back in her hand and then to translate that to a confident swing. And I think where she has really improved uh, in, in recent weeks is that she has improved her putting, and she's not losing quite so many shots on the greens. And if she could find a way to sink one or two more putts over the course of four days. Uh, maybe she wouldn't have caught G.A. Shin over at Hoylake. Uh, that, that just you know, kind of reminded me of, of St. Andrews a couple of years ago where uh, you, you get in with a good score and everybody else blows up. But, uh, but Paula certainly had plenty of opportunities to win over at Kingsmill, and it would have been a great story if she'd been able to be on the top end of, of that nine-hole playoff. Absolutely. Well, our, our very own here in Orlando, Paula Creamer, and she's just a class act, and it's good to see her back uh, back in the fold and playing great. No, ab- absolutely, and, and we, we need, to, we need an, an American to, to win one of these majors. Right now, <laughs> the, the Asians are, are on a six-major streak, seven-major streak, actually, yeah. and it would, it would be fantastic to get Paula to win a major or, or Stacey Lewis to get her second or... Lexi Thompson, Christy Kerr, uh, you know, somebody, you know, to, to throw a little bit more flavor into it. And get another tournament back here in Orlando, right, Jeff? And, and that would also be a wonderful thing for the LPGA. And I, I know there are people that are, that are working on it, but, uh, yeah, the economy's got to be right. The sponsorship has to be right. I think the last thing that the LPGA wants or, or that anybody wants is for a tournament to come in for two years and then the sponsor to throw up their hands and say, well, maybe this isn't what we really wanted. And, and then you have to, uh, you know, teeter on, on the edge and twist in the wind again. And, and I'm not sure that, that that's good for anybody. So when you get a sponsor, you want to make sure it's a solid sponsor with a long-term commitment. Absolutely. Well, Jeff Shane, as always, check him out, OrlandoSentinel.com. Pick up the uh, the fish wrapper, as Rich B does every week. And, uh, <laughs> Check out all of Jeff's great coverage. We appreciate it, Jeff, and we'll be checking in with you next week before the Ryder Cup. 
Sounds great. Catch you then. You're listening to Golf Insiders 1080 ESPN. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel will be wrapping it up with us. Stay tuned. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. We're back to Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. How the G along with Rich B, and we are going straight back to East Lake and Atlanta, Georgia, to talk to Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel about the Tour Championship. Hey, Todd, we got you, Todd. Hello, hey guys. Hey, the best man on. The Golf Channel. Best-looking guy in the Golf Channel. Are you there, Todd? I'm here, Holly. Hey, so um, lots of uh, news breaking today. We, I've got to start off by saying my man, Freddie Couples, going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a nice little bonus to have Freddie in the Hall of Fame. I mean, his, his accomplishments, if you look at them on paper, are not tremendously outstanding, but it's what he's done for the game, a, a tremendous ambassador for the game, uh, because I mean, everybody, I mean, look, women want to be with him, and guys want to be like him. Let's, let's be honest Don't give here. my secret away. Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's smooth, he's cool, he's got that lazy 25-second swing that is just so powerful. He's been, obviously, a captain, a successful captain. Uh, it's President's Cup. He's going to be a vice captain for Davis Love the third next week in Medina for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. So uh, a unison at a boy, Freddie, from every player that I talked to out here at East Lake today. Yeah, absolutely. All the uh, comments were great. And um, another announcement: uh, Steve Stricker winning the Payne Stewart Award for professionalism and integrity. Another one of the nice guys on tour. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. I mean, Steve has won a lot in his career, too, mostly since he's turned 40. Uh, but he's got a heart as big as, as the longest par five here at East Lake. Uh, as a matter of fact, during the press conference, he, he got choked up a couple times just during the press conference yesterday. And then last night at the dinner when he was all dressed up receiving the award for real, he was equally as choked up. Um, he's done a lot for charity. He's a family guy. Uh, I mean, if you want to be... A true professional. That means you come to work, you work on your game, you sign autographs, you play your heart out, and then you go home, you kiss your wife, and hug your kids. Steve Stricker's the guy. He sure is. You know, Rich B cries a few times uh, here in the studio. You know, Ooh. we get we get him choked yeah. up once in a while, uh, Todd. Generally, I cry when I'm watching the replay of Golf Central, and I'm on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I saying? I, I hear you. Um, so we've just I, – I can't think of a year where maybe the Tour Championship was going to be as exciting as we've talked all year, and you report every week about the depth of the PGA Tour and how many exciting tournaments we've had this year. And now we've had this buildup coming into the playoffs and Rory winning back-to-back, and I just think this is going to be such an exciting week and weekend. Well, it's a different kind of buzz that they have here for the Tour Championship. One, because Rory McIlroy, by the way, in his first ever – playoff run on the PGA Tour. This is his first ever Tour Championship. is dominating right now. He's won three of his last four events, including a PGA Championship. 
Uh, yeah, Tiger Woods, you know, people, you know, what Greg Norman said about him being intimidated by Rory, I mean, come on, Greg, he's yeah, not. Yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, Tiger's playing well, too. Yeah. I mean, you run down that list, there's so many players. I mean, Lee Westwood, this is his first ever playoff run. He could easily win this week. Louis Ustazen, uh playing the Tour Championship for, for the first time. I mean, this is, again, the 30 best players on the planet right now with a lot of volatility because the points are reset. Um it's a lot of fun. We saw it last year with Bill Haas, who came into the Tour Championship 25th in the standing. Webb Simpson was number one. This year, Webb Simpson is number 25. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's just a fun week. It's a, it's a very, you got to watch because every minute the projected standings and who could win that FedEx Cup and all the cash that goes with it, uh, it, it can change in, in a second, in a birdie, in a bogey. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to watch for me. Who, who's going to be working the whiteboards? Is it going to be Steve Sands? Um, you know, you, are you you got your big etch-a-sketch out? Who's, who's going to be the one crunching the numbers? Well, I'm not very good at remedial math, so they're not allowing me to get in front of the grease board. So Steve is rolling up his sleeves, and he's got his, he's got his magic markers out, and he's ready to go. He's going to do a phenomenal job, as he always does. Uh, so I'll be down here working for Golf Central and pregame and interviewing players and, and getting some stories and nuggets and stuff. So uh, that's my assignment this week. Uh, tell us uh, where we can catch the coverage on the Golf Channel, because I know you guys will be wall-to-wall with all this. Well, they... There's a limited field here, so there's not like 145, 150 players like you would see at some PGA Tour events. It's only 30. Um, so because of that, you're going to get, if you're a fan of golf and, and high-caliber golf, like what's going to be happening this week, you're going to be in for a treat. We come on at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning and Friday, 11 to 1. Uh, we have a pregame show, which will include some golf. Uh, and then from uh, 1 to 6. Uh, then we have live tournament coverage, so it'll be a lot of fun. And who are you? Uh, who's who's going to be your pick, Todd? Who's going to be standing up there with Gosh. all the the brass and the silver and that ten million dollars? I think somebody from the top ten is going to win the FedEx Cup. I don't know which one, <laughs> but I think well, somebody that's a in the top safe 10. one. Come on, buddy, well, go out a little I mean, more. On the I line. mean, like I said last year's guy, uh, Bill Haas, twenty fifth in the standings, won it. So. I think that you've got just too many powerful players in the top ten. I don't see all those guys folding. I tell you, a guy who I would not be surprised to win, if I'm going to pick a guy to win, and, you know, a lot of things have to happen for him to win the FedEx Cup, but he could win easily this week is Luke Donald. Last two years he has played this course very, very well. He nearly won both times. Yep. Uh, this seems to set up well for him. I like Luke Donald. And, and wouldn't it be a great uh, thing to finally get off his back, you know, to uh, win win the uh, Tour Championship? I, I think he would be very popular. I think 29 other guys would think it would be a great thing for them to get it off on their back as well, uh, or off their back and win that Tour Championship. <laughs> yeah, and uh, spread they around a little it. bit of that $10 million around uh, Atlanta. Thank you, Todd Lewis, as always. We'll be watching you all weekend. And thanks to the rest of our golf insiders, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, Bob Herrick from ESPN, and our man behind the glass, Antoine C. and David B. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week. We love playing golf, and we love you listening to us. See you, bye.